Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Avraham Shur. Mesechus Yoma has been dedicated by Dr. and Mrs. Robert Goodman. Le'iloi nishmas Chaim Menachem Aaron ben Yecheskel Nechemya. Yuma daflamed ches. The Mishnah told us, Nikonar nasu nisim dal soisav. The Gemara explains, Tonar abonon. The Brisa says, Man nisim nasu dal soisav. Omru, kishaholach nikonar lohovid loses melechsandria. Shal Mitzrayim, when he went to bring doors from Alexandria, shal Mitzrayim, bachazirosoi, omidal of nachshal shabiyam, there was a storm that was going to drown him. And the Gemara relates the whole story that happened with the two doors. The Rishonim ask Kasha, how was Nikonar allowed to go to Eretz Mitzrayim? Is it a fair shepasik loise sifon loshabaderech hazeh oid? You're not allowed to go back to Mitzrayim. There are a number of terutsim given in the Rishonim. The Me'iri and the Rimi Lanil also says that the Sifri already says that Logorsham Iat Choyzer, you're not allowed to go back to Mitzrayim to live there. Avalat Choyzer Lischoyre of Alichboish Esaaretz, you're allowed to return to Mitzrayim for business purposes and to conquer the land. The Ritva over here brings down the Sifri as well to answer the question. And then he says, I don't understand. On what is the Olam Soymech to live in Mitzrayim? Why do people live in Mitzrayim? He says, how did the Ramam have the right to go and live in Mitzrayim? And indeed, the Kafta Beferich in the fifth parak writes, "V'shamati b'Mitzrayim epia Rav Rabbeinu Shmuel Zal Echem ebnei Bonav shel Rambam Zal." He was one of the grandchildren of the Rambam. He says, "Kishek shal Rambam ayachoyisim shmoi beigeres." When he would sign his name in a letter, how he messiahim, he would sign off the letter by saying, "Hakoysev ha'oiver b'chol yom shloisha lavin ploini." The one who's over on these three lavin. And he says that the Rambam probably was muchrich to stay there because he was a roifet to the Melch Mitzrayim, but he was aware that this is something that you're not really allowed to do. However, the Ritva himself gives a teretz. He says, V'yash oimrim sha'oisen ayorois kvarnis balbalu v'nechrevu. The cities that Klai Yisrael lived in at the time of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim have already been mixed up and destroyed. Ve'elu ayoris acheresein shenisyashvu acherekein. These are other cities. He then brings down the Belezer Mitz answers a different teretz. Shalai osar akasav el alahoylech b'derech ahu shemei eretz Yisrael v'amidbar l'Mitzrayim. It says, Le'isei sifo en loshe b'derech hazeh oid. You're not allowed to go back the same way we came. So if anybody were to go from Eretz Yisrael to Mitzrayim the way that Klai Yisrael came, then he would be over the lav. So those are two terutsim that the Ritva brings down from others. The fact that there were other cities and the Rebbe Mitzvah's terutz that it's only us to go back the way we came. However, says the Ritva v'hanochen yoiser, he gives the terutz which he believes to be true, she'ena isra hu elobizman she'yisrael shruyin alad mason. The whole isra of going back to Mitzrayim is only when Kla Yisrael is living alad mason avobizman hazeh she'nigzer aleinu liyaz nidochem v'chol katz ve'yaretz and nowadays that we have gullus and we're scattered about, there is no Isser, kol chutzlarts echadu. All of chutzlarts is one. Ve'ain Isser elosh lay lotes midas mina aretz lochutzlarts. The only, only Isser that does exist nowadays is to go willingly from Eretz Yisrael to chutzlarts. But if a person has to leave Eretz Yisrael, for him to go to Mitzrayim is not an Isser more than to go to any, any, any other Aretz. Actually, in the Sefer Ben Yehoyada, he's medayik from our Gemara. Why does it say, Ahmad, a love, Nachshal Shabiyam, Litavoy? The storm was directed seemingly at Nikonar himself. The Ben Yehoyada says that if anything, he was a Shlich Mitzvah, so why would there be a, a storm directed at Nikonar himself? So he wants to say that the Satan, 
was Niskane, he had a kinna against Nikonar, that he brought such chashiva doors for the Beis HaMikdash, and he was Matzliach, and therefore, when he saw that he was going in the Yam, which is a Makam Sakana, he found a Taina to be Mekatrig on him. What was the Taina that he used to be Mekatrig on him? He said, we went to Mitzrayim, he was over on an Isser Lav. He says, the Sultan doesn't care about the drush of the Sifri that says that it's only Usser to go to live there. And he made himself as if he was Miskanalich, but Shemayim. And that's why we use the, lo- the Lashen of Ahmad, Allah, Latbiyah. But Pe'emes, he says that Nikana wasn't over on any Isser, and that's good for the reason why he was Zoycha to be saved, al Yudei, such a nace. It says that when they were about to throw in the other door, after they had thrown in one door, so Ahmad Huva Karcha, he wrapped himself around it. Amr Lahem, he told them, Hitiluni Ima. Throw me in together with it. And the question is, how is he allowed to be Moiser Nefesh? That is an Isser of giving up your life. There's no Yaharag Val Yavar here to save a door. It's Ma'abed Atzma Ladas. The Ben Yahayoda answers that halachically it's not considered Ma'abed Atzma Ladas if a person is thrown in by somebody else. He has the right to say that I'm not letting go of this door. If somebody else throws him in to the yam, he's not mechuyiv to let go of the door. And this is a tremendous chiddush because it's pikuach nefesh. Why wouldn't he be mechuyiv to let them take the door and throw it into the yam? That way he saved his own life. Perhaps we could bring a raya to what he's saying from the sugya of Baba Machteris. The Torah says in Machteris, Yimotzei Aganav, Hukamameis, Ein Loi Domim, and the sugya discusses it on Dafayim Beis and Sanhedrin. It's mavur that if a person is digging a machteris stealthily into one's house, that person is allowed to kill the ganav. And the Gemara explains over there, the reason why he's allowed to kill the ganav is because chazaka ain't adam mamed atzmei al mamoinoi. The Ganav knows that a person who sees his money being taken by somebody else is automatically going to defend his money. And therefore, the Ganav, knowing this to be true, is coming al iskenefoshes, meaning that he's coming with the intention to kill the nigzal. And the Torah says, And the obvious question is, why wouldn't the nigzal have a chiyuv to just run away from his house? It's pikuach nefesh. Let him not put himself into a matziv where this fellow is running after him to kill him. If he lets him take his money, then automatically he becomes not, no longer a roidif. Yet we say that he's allowed to remain in his house and allow himself to be in a matziv where the other person is considered a roidif so that he's allowed to go now and kill the roidif. The answer is that the Torah doesn't require a person to change his behavior in such a way that the other person becomes a non-roidif. He can remain in his matziv, in his current situation, and the fact that the other person in this situation is considered a roidif gives him the right to kill him. So too, over here, the Ben Yayad is saying that Nikonar had every right in the world to hug his door, to be kairichit and to hold it close to him and say, I'm not letting go of the door. The fact that somebody else is based on this going to make a decision to now throw him into the yam is not mechai of him to let go of the door. So that could be a yeshiv to the first terrace of the Ben Yayada. He continues and says that Chazal say in the Medrash Rabbah in Eicha, Parsha Aleph, that Sidkiyahu should have banged himself against the wall in order that he would kill himself and not have to see his children being nishchat in front of him. He says, you see, you said that if a person is going to be in such a terrible tsar after not being killed, and he assumes that it's possible that the person would even die, he's not considered ma'abed atzmoy ladas. You see this concept in the Rosh, in the Sefer B'Samim Rosh, Simen Shin Mem Hey. 
He was asked to shiloh over there about a person who was totally poverty-stricken. And he's told a couple of people that he was totally moyes b'chayev, he can no longer live, and he gave up his life. And the question that was asked to the Rush is, we know a person who's ma'abed atzbal adas, the kroivim are not mis'abel alav. The question was, were they allowed to be mis'abel in this case? And the Rush said, Khalila, to be done this person, l'ra. Just like Chazal said, that he should have banged himself against the wall and not seen shchitas bonav le'enav. Because he says the Isra of Ma'abid Atzmer Ladas is only when a person is showing that he's Boyet B'toiva of Esoyni Esoyolam. He hates the world. However, if somebody cannot be Soyvel, the Tzoris that he's going through, and he's giving up his life in order to be Nishma from Chait, because he says, Kol Tzoris V'oyni Mavir Nesoyodam Al Datoi V'aldas Koinoi All the Tzoris that a person goes through are capable of making him Ducha Toim as well. There's no Isra. And this is probably the pshat in the Gemara in Gitten, in Perkani Zakin, that describes some boys that were in a ship and they were being brought for Chet. And they ju- jumped into the Yam and gave up their lives in order not to be Nichshel later in Chet. And you could ask, why was it mutter for them to jump into the Yam and give up their lives? If somebody else does something to them... They don't get any chet, but here they were taking their own life via dayim. The teretz is, like the Rosh is saying, that if a person cannot be soivel, the life that he would have to lead, if he would stay alive, then he's allowed to give up his life. In the Sefer Ha'aris, he answers the question, how is Nikonar allowed to risk his own life? He says, because if they would have thrown the second Delas into the Yam, it would have been a Chil Hashem. He went all the way to Alexandria Shemitzrayim to bring the door and he spent a lot of money on it. He says that this would show a Chil Hashem and for Kiddush Hashem, a person is, li- is allowed to give up his life. So that's why Nikonah was allowed to do it. So he basically had three him. Number one, a person is not mechuyiv to change his behavior in order to cause the other person not to kill him. So since it was somebody else killing him, there's no Isra Ma'abed Atzma Ladas. Number two, when life is going to be so bitter, the person is allowed to give up his life, and that's not called Ma'abed Atzma Ladas. And number three, the Indian of Kiddush Hashem. When the Gemara brings the story of the base Garmu that didn't want to teach about the Maisa Lechem upon him, and they couldn't find anybody else to match the way that they did it. They said, Everything that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created was for His covet. And that's what caused them to bring back Beis Garmu and pay them extra money. Then the Gemara relates a similar story about the Beis Avtinas that didn't want to teach about the Maisak Torahs. And they also couldn't find a match for the way that they did it. And the Chachamim said, again, they bring here a Pasuk, the Tosis Shonim asks, why doesn't the Gemara bring the same Pasuk that we brought before? That Hashem created the whole world for His covet. He answers that the skill of the base Garmu was something that created a covet. It prevented the lack of covet in the Beis HaMikdash because had we not had the Beis Garmu's way of preparing Lechma upon him, then it would have become moldy. Like the Gemara relates that the ones that did it differently, Halalu Pitan Misafeshes. If the Lechma upon him in the Beis HaMikdash would become moldy, that would be a tremendous bizoyan. And therefore, it, it was appropriate to bring the Pasik of Kalanikra Bishmiu Lechvoidi Berosiv. Masha'enke in the Beis HaVtinus, their skill was there only to make sure that the Ashan went up directly in a straight line. If the Ashan, if the smoke of the Ketaris would have scattered, that wouldn't have been a lack of covet. So it says a different Pasik called Pa'al Hashem Lema'anehu. 
However, the Marsha gives a different teretz. He says that there's a difference between the base garmu and base haftinas. Base garmu, we're using a skill that they had. When you want to refer to something that man was given, then it's appropriate to use the pusik of kolanikra bishmi because he says kolanikra bishmi refers to the adam who is nikra b'shem Hashem and is never b'tselam alekim. And that was created for Hashem's covet. Masha'en Kain, the base of Tinas, they weren't employing a particular skill that they themselves had. Rather, they just happened to have known the Asev that's called Mala Ashan. But what caused the Ashan to go up straight was that Asev itself, the Mala Ashan. And therefore, it was Kopal Hashem Lema'anehu. Hashem created that Asev. That was the Asev that they knew about. And that thing that Hashem created was Lema'anehu. The Bach over here in Ois Aleph asks, why do we need the Tam of Kopal Hashem Lema'anehu to explain why they had to be Soymich on the base of Tinas in order to have the Malo Oshan? Even without Kopal Hashem Lema'anehu, it was necessary to have the Malo Oshan. Because as is Mavur later in the Gemara and Nun Gimlomid Aleph, that Asif that's called Mala Oshan is a necessary component in the Ketoris. And he says, like the Gemara says over there, the person who brings Ketoris without one of the Simonim is Chayev Misa. And if you don't bring the Mala Oshan, it's considered a Bireikonis because it says, You're not allowed to stam come into the Kodesh. And if you're bringing Ketoris that's lacking, that's considered a Bireikonis, a Bira coming in without bringing Ketoris. So even if they didn't have the puzzle of Kopash, they needed the Mala Ashen, and the only ones that were able to add the Mala Ashen were the Beis Avtinas. Now the truth is that based on our Gemara, the Beis Yosef, in our Chaim, Simen Kuflam and Gimel, Dibra Maschuva Oimer, says that if you're lacking the Mala Ashen from the Pitamak Torahs, you're not Chayiv Misa. But the question is from the Gemara that the Bach brings. He brings the Gemara, Daphnun Gimel Amid Aleph, that it says that if you don't put in Mala Ashen, you are Chayiv Misa. So it's basically a steer between our Gemara and the Gemara later, Daphnun Gimel Amid Aleph. How could we be miyash of the steer? So if you take a look at the place of Yishanam over here, the Ramasval Hachigar Sinan, he says that there are really two types of Mala Ashan. There is a Asav that's called Mala Ashan, which does do the trick of bringing the Asham up, However, it does not do it to perfection like the Beis Avtinas, that it was Metamar and went up in one straight line. It was the way that the people of Alexandria, Shal Mitzrayim, that the Gemara says that they knew how to be Mavatim Lektoris, but they didn't exactly know how to make it be Metamar Vaoyla Kemakal. It was Mavtziya Lekano Lekano, it would spread. It was still Mala Ashen though. So even though Mala Ashen, if you're lacking your Chayiv Misa, but you're not Chayiv Misa if you're lacking the Mala Ashen that the Beis Avtinas knew about. So that answers the Bach's kasha as well. The reason why all that there was a problem with was the Pasik of Kopal Hashem Lamanehu is because in terms of what was necessary, Alpi Allah for the Pitmak Torahs, we had enough. It's just that there was a Maila in the Mala Ashen that was known by the base of Tinas that made it be Mitamar Vaila and that was the best way possible. Concerning the Inyan of sh- person sharing his talents, there's a very powerful word that Rabbi Moshe Feinstein says, the Dorash Moshe, in Parshas Vayakel. Over there, it says, Vayomer Moshe al-Bnei Yisrael, Ru'u kara Hashem b'shem, b'tzalel ben Uri ben Chur l'mati Yehuda. See that Hashem has called out by name, b'tzalel ben Uri ben Chur l'mati Yehuda. And the question is, where is it that Klai Yisrael was supposed to see that Hashem has called out by name, B'Tzal ben Uri ben Chur? It's not like there was any particular place prior to this point that Klai Yisrael were exposed to Hashem having singled out B'Tzal. 
But there is a Pasik in the last parsha in Parshish Kisisa, where Hashem talks to Moshe, and he tells him, But Klai Yisrael had never seen that. Says Reb Moshe, the answer to the question is written in the Pasik itself, because both in Parshish Kisisa and in Parshish Vayakel, the very next Pasik the Torah says, That's the Pasuk in Parshish Kisisa, in, right after the Pasuk Re'e Karasi B'Shem. And in Parshish Vayakal as well. It says, Re'u Kara Hashem B'Shem, B'Tzal Ben Uri Ben Yehuda. The next Pasuk, Says Reb Moshe, when Hashem gives a person talents, when he gives him chachma, tvuna, das, v'chomolacha, that is Hashem calling out to the person. That's the person's calling. Hashem is calling out to him, saying, go do something with your talents. You have to share it with the world. And that is why the people in our Mishnah were considered having done a big avla. Because Hashem didn't give them the talent for their own coven. He gave it to better the world. For the coven of the Beis HaMikdash to share it with others. So that there could be more Kiddush Hashem a person is not given talents for himself. The only reason why Hashem gave the person these talents is because Hashem, with giving him those talents, is calling out to him. Mara says, Alarishoinim on the people like Beis Garmu, Beis Avtinas, and Hugris, Nemarat Zechet Tzadik Levracha, Vialben Kamtzer, Vachaverev Nemar, Vishem Rishoim Yerkov. My v'shem rishayim yirkov. What does it mean v'shem rishayim yirkov? Masha explains that the Gemara means to say is why v'shem rishayim yirkov. It could have just said zecher rishayim yirkov lekaloloi. Am Rabbi Lazar Rakvivus Tala b'shmoisan. Rakvivus Rashi explains his illusion of rust. Their names should become rusty. We do not give names after them. You don't name people after the rishayim. The Gemara asks Akasha from the story about Doyeg ben Yosef. He was given a name after Doyeg Adaimi, who was a Russia. And you see that uh, people gave the name. The Gemara says, Look what happened at the end. He was nishchat by his own mother. In Toysis, It's Mavur, that if there is another person that has the same name, and that person is not a Russia, then you're allowed to give the person this name, because it Labdafka is being given after the person who's a Russia. The Tozi Yishonim over here, the Barmaschal Maisa, asked why do we give the name Yishmoel? You see that there was a Tana named Rabbi Yishmoel. It's the name of Yishmoel ben Avram who was a Russia. So of course according to the Mandi Yomer in Sanhedrin Kuvdalar and Aleph that Yishmoel did tshuva, there's no kasha. But according to the Mandi Yomer who says that Yishmoel did not do, do tshuva, why do we give a name after Yishmoel? Answers the Tozi Yishonim, Yishmoel Yishmoel HaKadosh Baruch Hu Karikach. Anybody that Hashem gave him that name, so we do give a name after that person. And the Ritva gives the same terets. In the Pnei Yeshu and Ksubis, in the beginning of Perek Shnei he says that Luli Diver Toisfes, he would say a different terets. He says that maybe the din of Loi Maskinu Bishmayu, that you don't give the name after an Adam Russia, is only like a name that's similar to Doyeg, like it says in our sugya, and a name like that, where the shame itself has some sort of connotation that the person's a Russia. Like we dash into from the name Doyeg, that Kharash Barhu was Doyeg, he was worried, Shemayetzalatabras Ra. Furthermore, he says that Mistama, there's no other tzaddik that had this name ever. 
And with this, he answers Toysis' kasha as well. Toysis has a kasha from Avisholim, that you see that there was Hanan ben Avisholim. Toysis says you have to be Goris Avisholim because Avisholim is the name of a Russia. The Pnei Yeshua says that since there's no connotation in the name of Sholem, that it's Mashba, that he was a Russia, there's no problem to give a name after him. And furthermore, he says that there were possibly other Eden that were Tzaddikim that had the same name, and also Avsholem himself was a Tzaddik before he was murdered against his father. There's also a Chuvah Suramah that says, uh, like his second point, in Simon Mem Aleph, he says that it's not Shaykh, the whole Indian of Loimaskinu Bishmayu, unless it's a name that we don't find another person besides that Russia that has that name. But a name that's shared by other people who are not Rishayim, there's no problem to give that name. In the Piskei Toysvis, in Soita Oischof, they write that one Avera doesn't cause a person to be considered a Russia in order not to give him the name. Only it had to be like Doyek who was a Russia Gomer. Now, Gois Marsham, he says, Lefize, what's the Pshat in Ben Kamtzer? You don't name after Ben Kamtzer v'chaveirov. It has to be, he says, that they did it, Betmidus, Kol Yemeyam, they did it their entire lives. In the Sefer Tiv Gitten, Mareches Mem, Sifkot and Lamed Beis, he says that you should not call a child by the name of Micha, because Lemeskinim Bishmayu, and Micha was a Russia. The Shal Shuvah's Diver Yaakov, he was asked that Micha is found even by a tzaddik. And his teretz is, If the first person that was given that name was a tzaddik, Even if you find somebody else later who has the same name, You can give that name. It doesn't make any sense. If the first person who had this name was a Russia, then ain't Roy Lachanis Gamkin Acher B'Shem Zeh. He therefore says, since the first person to be named Micha was a Russia, you don't give that name. And that would answer also the Ha'ara of the Hafla in Ksubis in the beginning of Perkshenish Nedion Xeris, who he mentions the name Menashe. Why is it that we give the name Menashe? There was a king Menashe. The Territ says, because the first one to be named Menashe was Menashe Ben Yosef, was a tzaddik. So just because there came somebody later who had. Uh, the same name, and he was a Rashi, you don't stop giving that name. However, in the Sefer Tirish V'Yitzar, Simon Kufhei, he says that from the Chubas Ma'bit, Simon Reish Ayin Vav, it's Mashba not like this, because he says that the Tanner of Eliezer was not Nikra Al Shem Eliezer Ever Avram, because Eliezer Ever Avram was still considered Bechlal Arur, even though in the Medrashin it says that it was Yatsmachal Arlchlabar, but we would not give a name after somebody who's created Arur. So why was he given the name? Because Eliezer ben Moshe had the same name. So it's Mashba that he doesn't hold that it's dependent on the first person, because Eliezer Ever Avram preceded Eliezer ben Moshe Rabbeinu. Of course, according to the Pnei Yeshua that we mentioned, there has to be a connotation that's negative in the name itself. There's no kasha, and indeed the Chida in the Shemak Doilim answers Eliezer. He says that where the name is a good name, and like you see by Eliezer, the taich of the word Eliezer is that Hamokim Yibe So then we don't. It doesn't bother us. There's somebody who was a rush that was called that name, or somebody that was Ur. And he also mentions the fact that Eliezer of Avram was Yasim Chalal Ur Baruch. So there's no problem with giving that name anyway. Ben Kamtzer. What does it mean? The Gemara brings down a brisa that explains that he used to take four kumasin in between his fingers, and he would write a teva shaldalad osius bevas achas. 
Rashi in the Mishnah explains that this is talking about the Ksivas Hashem, the Shem Havaya, which is four letters. Why was it so important to write the Shem Hashem at one time? Why can't you write it one letter after another? What's so special? The Tesis Yom Tov explains that this had a special Mila because there was no one moment that the shame was chaser, that it was lacking its shlemus. Furthermore, he says, it's a remez le'enyin ha'yichud ha'sholim v'silu kashinui mishboyiz barach. We know that b'yemahu yiyah Hashem echad u'shmoy echad, when you have the shame havaya in its totality, there is a certain shlemus which will be reflected l'asid lavoy in the Bria. Now, so the way that the Taisus Yomtev is understanding is that there's a Maila in the shame being written at once. The Minchas however, in Mitzvah Tov Lamed Zayin, has another explanation why it was so important to write it Bevas Achas. Because he asks a question. He says, anytime somebody writes the Shem Havaya, as soon as he writes Yud and Hey, that's already a Shem Hashem, the Shem Ka. So when he then goes and is Moisif, a third ois, he's Moisif, the ois vav, before he writes the fourth ois, he was just mechalkal Hashem. And there should be a problem of mechikas Hashem. So why weren't they misakin that every time a person writes the shame Havaya, that he shouldn't, why doesn't he have to write the Yud at the end? He should first write the other three oisias and then write the Yud, such that he hasn't been over the Isser of mechikas Hashem. From that, the Mechizchinuch is Mechiach, that it must be that the Shem Hashem has to be written Kisidroi. It has to be written one ois after another in order. And therefore, it's Mitzvasi Bekach. It's impossible to be Makbid, to not to be Mechikas Hashem, because the only way to actually write the Shem Havaya is going through the process of first writing Yud, and then Hey, and then writing the two more ois, Yisvav Hey. So therefore... Says the Minchas Chinuch, there was a tremendous mila in the way that Ben Kamtzer did it because he was writing it over Achas and there was no Mechik Hashem going on. Theoretically, according to what he's saying, it would have been enough if Ben Kamtzer would have written the Hey and Vav together at the same time after he wrote a Yud. If you now add to it a Hey and a Vav, you never had a moment that there was the Shem Ka written by itself. I'll call upon him, that's the way he learned. So we have two pshatim in what the Milo of Ben Kamtzer was. According to Tesis Yomtiv, it was because it, it reflects a certain Milo in the Shlemus of the Shem, and according to Mechaz Chinuch, it's in order to get around the problem of Mechikas Hashem. The reason why the Tesis Yomtiv does not want to learn like the Mechaz Chinuch, even though the Mechaz Chinuch's reason would seem to be a much more solid reason, the Tesis Yomtiv is just saying that there's a special Milo in the Shlemus of the Shem, and he has to bring Divri Agoda to explain it. It could very well be because there's a straightforward question on the Minchas Chinuch The fact that he says that when you write the Shem Yud K and then you add an Oiz Vav, you're being Moichikas Hashem, number one is problematic because we know the Paiskim say in Archaim Simulam Beis that a Shem that was written Shaloi Kavana, it does not have the Isser of Mechikas Hashem. So if the person wrote a Shaloi Lushma, Let's say the person wrote the Shem Havaya, but he was planning on writing the word Yihiyeh. And by mistake he wrote Yud Kei Vav Kei. So that for sure does not have an Isser Mechik Hashem. So a person who had in mind to write the whole Shem Havaya, he wasn't planning on writing the Shem Yud Kei at all. So why would there be an Isser Mechik Hashem? 
The answer obviously is that the Mechaschinuch holds like the Svara that the Emek Bracha says on Amud Mem, and his simon on the Isser Mechitz Hashem, Ois Gimel. He says that it could be that even if a person was not Mechavan to write this Shem, but he had Kavona for Kedushas Hashem, because he was trying to write a different Shem, like in our case, he was trying to write the Shem Havaya, so he had Kavona for Kedushas Hashem. It's just that he had Kavona for a different Shem, not for the Shem Yud it could have an Esar Mechik Hashem. And that's because it was written with the Kavana for Kedushas Azkara. However, the Mabit in the Kira Sefer, he says, If somebody erases one of the names of a Kodesh seven names, he gets Malkus. Avol, Kosov, Yud K, Mishem Avaya, if the person writes the letters Yud K from the Shem Avaya, or Kael, Me'alekim, V'loi Gomeras Hashem, he says, Nire de'ein Iser Mechikosim Ederaisa, there's definitely no Iser Deiraisa to erase it. Kivin she'ein Hashem b'fnei atzmoy b'mokmahu, so it's not Hashem b'fnei atzmoy. So even if you say that Midrabonet it is Aser, it's Mashmah, he's saying that it's only not an Esed Arais. Midrabonet it could be Aser, but to say that the Rabbanan Aser in this scenario, where he wrote the Shem Yud K for the purposes of finishing off the Shem Havaya, and you're not really doing a real Mechika, you're just adding a letter that would... Probably not be even an Issa Drabonan. The Mirchaschinach is obviously going Lushitase because the Mirchaschinach brings down the Shittas that a shame that was Nicht of Shaloy Lushmoy. There's no Issa Mechika. And he asks very strongly on those Shittas. And so it's Mashba that he holds that there is an Issa Torah even when it's Nicht of Shaloy Lushmoy. So therefore, Kol Shekain, if it's written for the Kavana of a different shame, there would be an Issa to be Moichik. The second taina that the Kubiyotais Yomtev holds like is based on what the Mechitzchinach himself writes, Bein Hadvarim, that he's not really so sure that this would be an Isser Mechikas Hashem by adding an Ois, and that's because it could be that the Isser Mechikas Hashem requires doing something to the Shem itself, to the Gufa Ois of the, of the Shem Hashem. Masha'en came when you're just adding an Ois so that it's no longer red like it was before, that may not constitute an Isser Mechikas Hashem. And thirdly, even if this theoretically could be called Mechik Sashem, but when you're Mechik Almanas Lesakein, there's also a big discussion that Mechazchenu brings down over there. Mitzvah Tafla Ahmed Zayin and Ois Yud Beis. And it's already discussed in Mitzvah Yosef Simen Reish Ayin Vav, whether there's an Isser Mechik Sashem. That's one of the Terutzim Mechazchenu brings down over there as to why you can't prove the din of Esay Doich say from the Mitzvah of Soita. Why is it that if you're doing the Mechika of, uh, you're being over an Isser when you're moichik, the parsha of soita, their shema is there. So how are you allowed to be over the iser moichik Hashem? Could be the terrorists and Mechaschinach says is that esedoch loisim. We should prove from there that esedoch loisim say. He says you can't really prove it because it's mitzvasi bekach. However, the Mechaschinach says even without the terrorists mitzvasi bekach, you can say very simply that this is not called a kilkul because you're doing it l'tzarech mitzvah. So and he, his example is when you do something almanas l'sakein because the whole iser of mechikas Hashem is learned that from the pasuk in Dvarim Yud Beis leisas and kein l'Hashem lekechem and that's written after it's discussing the destruction that we're supposed to do to Avedizara. You're supposed to break their Mizbuchais, etc. And what you do to the Goyim and the Avedizara, you're not supposed to do to Hashem. That's only when you do it Derech Hashchasa. But if you do it Almanas Lesaken or for the sake of a mitzvah, it may not be included in the Isra of Mechikas Hashem.
So essentially we have three reasons why the Mechaz Chinuch's reason may not be true. The reason why when you write the shame one ice after another, there is no problem of Mechikas Hashem when you add the Vav. Which is why Tzayi Yom had to come on with a different reason as to why Ben Kamtsa wrote it all at one time. It could be number one because when the Yud K was written originally it wasn't written with a Kavana of this particular shame of Yud K and therefore it doesn't have an Isser Mechikas Hashem. Number two, ois may not have an Isser Mechitz Hashem because you're not doing something to the Gufa Ois of the Shem Hashem you're just adding another Ois number three since it's Amenas Lesakein it may not be included in the Isser of Mechitz Hashem the Gemara says Amr Abelazar Kol HaMashakech Dover Mitalmudai Goyrim Golos Levonov Shenemar Tishkach Torah Selekecha Eshkech Banecha Gam Oni the Marshon Chdushah Godes asks from the Mishnah in Ovis in Per Gimel Mishnah Ches that says Kolashakech Dover Echad Mi Mishnosoi Mala Lavakosev Kiilu Meschayev Benafshoi. So why over there do we describe a much more severe punishment than over here? Over there we say Kiilu Meschayev Benafshoi, and over here it's Goyrim Golos. Answers the Marshav Yeshlomer the Hasam Nakat Mishnasai. Mishnasai is Dvarim Shekibo Me Rabbi, he says. Kamoiha Mishnah. Things that he was Makabal from his Rebbe. Vain Shegodal is Chayab Benafshai. He deserves a more severe punishment because presumably he should be more careful with that which he was Makabal from his Rebbeim. However, in Aragmar we're talking about Mitalmudai. Mitalmudai says Marshav means Dvarim Shebola Mitoich Pilpul HaTalmud. Kahavaya is the Abai Verova, like the Kasha is the Abai Verova asking the Gemara. For that, the Oynish is not that he's Mishchai B'Nafshoi, but it's Golos Lebonov. He even explains why there's a Midah Kineget Midah. In Golos, you don't have a clear mind. And to learn things B'Ion, to learn B'Pilpul, you have to have a clear mind. The Gemara says in Menachas Dav Tzarek Tesema Beis Kolam Shakech Davar Mitalmudai Oiver Belav Shenemar Yishamel Chal Shmor Nafshu Chamaoyim Pentishkech Es Advarim Asheroi Necha. So there's an Isser to forget one's learning. The Rabbeinu Yoyna in the Mishnah and Avos that we mentioned earlier, Per Gimel Mishnah Ches, says that the reason why it's such a Davar Chomer is because Ki Ashikcha Mitzuya Bevnei Adam Forgetfulness is normal amongst people. And therefore, He should have reviewed his learning many times. And he says the, the reason why the Mishnah says he's is Since he doesn't remember his learning, he's going to paskin incorrectly. He's going to, based on his memory and his faulty memory, think that something that's mutter is really us or something that's usser is really mutter. It would be mashma based on what he's saying, like what Rav Chaim says, "B'shem the Vilna Goyin Kesaroish Simin Samach Zayin." It's brought down in the Siddur Isha Yisrael of the Goyin that the Inyan that Hashachiach Dover Mishnasai is over an Isser is only said on earlier Doris that learned Baal Pet, but not nowadays. The Briskurov in the Chedushimar and Rizal Levi Allah Torah in Parshas Veschanan and the Pasuk Vahoyu Advarim Ha'Ela Asher Anochim Etzavcha Ayoyim Al Vavecha He says Nira Dezeu Tzivoy Al Zechiras HaTorah He claims that that mitzvah of Vahoyu Advarim Ha'Ela Al Vavecha is a Tzivoy that you must remember Torah Kedinyan Shenemar Ufen Yasur Milvavcha Kol Yimecha Yecha And he brings down the Mishnah in Ovis and the Gemara Menachas that we mentioned. And he says, just like over there, there's a mitzvah. Lois say this is a mitzvah say to make sure that you remember the Torah. However, he then brings down the member of Rebchaim Veloshner that we mentioned, B'Shem the Vilna Goyin. And he explains the Bir Bazeh, he says, the Iker Azhar Zu, he al Torah Shabal Peh. 
He says that Torah Shabbat Peh is what's Nikra's Mishnah. Like the Gemara says in Brachas Dafei, Torah is a Mikra, Vehamitzvah zu Mishnah, and the Ramam Nakdama to Mishnah Torah says Torah zu Torah Shabbiksav, Vehamitzvah zu Pirusha. So Mitzvah, which we call Mishnah, is the Torah Shabbat Peh, and that is the Torah that's Nimsera Midor Lidor. And he says that Mesoiris is what we're being mitzavah, that you're not allowed to forget. And the Mishnah that says in Ovis, from that Kabbalah that's given from one generation to another generation, that's where his Mishchai bin Afshay. And that's why he uses the Lashen Mimishnasoi. However, he says, if after it was already Nechtam HaTalmud, and it was already Nifsika Kabbalah Shal Teresh Ish Bipi Ish, Shuv Einze Bechlau Shechech Dov Rebbe Echad Mimishnasoi. So he's explaining the Vilna Goyen, that the whole Isser is to forget and break the chain of the Mesoira from one generation to another. So the moment it was mutter to write things down, that chain is not going to be broken by this person forgetting his learning, and therefore he's not Meschayev ben Afshay. However, in the Shulchan Aruch HaRav, in Hilchas Talmud Torah, Perik Beis, he is very machmer in the Inyan of not forgetting one's learning even nowadays. So we have a machloikis whether the Inyan of the Isser not to be Meshachech, Dover Mimishnasei, is applicable nowadays or not. The Gemara says, As soon as a person lives the majority of his life, and he didn't sin, And this is a pella, because the Gemara says in Brachis, that Yochanan Kohen Gadol was mishamish as a Kohen Gadol for 80 years, and at the end he became a Tzduki. The Taz Yishonim asked this Kasha, and he answers that If the person himself is Bolitame, meaning that he has leanings towards evil behavior, then it happens. He's able to do it. We don't take his Bechira away. It's much easier for him to maintain his Tzidkis. If a person himself goes and becomes a Russia, that is definitely up to him. But at this point in his life, it is easier for him to maintain that madrega. This teretz appears in the Ritva and the Tais Zarosh as well. See also Tais this in Vavabasra, Dafyudzainam and Aleph, the Ramaschal Shloisha. Over there, the Gemara is talking about Shloisha, three people, Avram, Yitzchak, Viyakov, Loisholet, Ben Yetzirah. The Yetzirah was not Shailet on them. And Tais says, Ain Lefarish Loisholet, Klal. You can't say that it wasn't Shailet on them at all because then they wouldn't get Schar. Hechi Kiblu Ale Agra. Elokira Amrei brings our Gemara. The Ma'arich Siv Ragel Chasid of Yishmar Kivin Shavra Adam Rav Shnoisa Veloichata Shuv Enechoyte. He says Hachinami. The same thing holds true with the Avis Kivin Shara Karish Baruchu Shayu Doichkin Atzman Kol Kach. Since Hashem saw that they were pushing themselves that much, Leisrachik Mina Aveira Siya Makadosh Baruch Hashem helped them out. Mikan Veeloch Shloishol Ben Yitzara. Hashem gave them special siyat to the Shmaya. The Gemara says, Amar Eshlokish, Maidich Siv im Luleitzim hu Yolitz, Blanovim Yitin Chain, Bo Litame Poischinloi, Bo Litaher Misayin Oisoi. Rabbeinu Yosef Chaim from Baghdad, in his Sefer Ben Ayahu, brings a fascinating story to illustrate this point. He says, It's a Maiser Shahoya. Reuven and Shimon were traveling by boat to get home to their families, and there was a tremendous storm in the sea. And they basically got shipwrecked, but they managed to arrive at the port in Spain, and this was at the time of the Inquisition. 
both Reuven and Shimon had not eaten for quite a few days, and they also got extremely ill. Reuven chanced upon a house that was outside the walls of the city, and they had Rachmanes on him, and they gave him basar to eat, and he finally started coming back to himself, and thus they basically saved his life. Shimon went to a different house, and the same thing happened to him. They revived him by giving him some food to eat. Since they had depleted all of their strength, they stayed there for a few days until they actually regained their strength. But all the while, they didn't tell their hosts that they were Jews because they knew about the Gzairah. They knew that it was uh, very dangerous to be considered a Jew. When they finally came back to themselves fully, they were ready to go. And each one individually went and was Mavarech, their uh, host, and told them how much uh, they appreciated everything that they did for him. You've saved my life. And as Reuven was talking to his host, his host looks at him and he says, I can tell that you are a Jew. And he said, Da, Achi, you should know my brother. I'm just like you. I'm also a Jew. I am from the Yehudim HaAnusim, the Moranos who we privately practice Judaism, and you should know that I have a basement, and I shecht, shoichet, and boidik, and you should know we're careful about Basar B'cholov, so don't be upset that you ate in my house because you didn't eat anything that was non-kosher. Shimon, on the other hand, was aware that the person that he stayed at was definitely a guy. He saw him eating the velas and trefes, basar v'cholov, and he only did it because of Bikoch nefesh. When they both returned to their respective homes, Shimon went into the Chacham Ire, to the Chacham in his city, and he asked him, why did Hashem do this to me? He put me in the house of a guy, and Reuven managed to end up in the house of a Jew. It disturbed him to no end that he was forced to eat non-kosher food. And the Chacham answered him, he said, tell me, don't lie to me, tell me if you ever ate without an oinus, did you ever eat a davar aser? And he said, yes, I did. One time I was with a bunch of youth in the forest, and I saw them eating bread and gvina, cheese and wine from Goyim, and I had a tremendous taiva for this cheese and wine, and I tasted some of it. And I did tshuva, I said, Hashem, please forgive me that I did such a thing. And the Chacham said, Tzadik Hashem b'chol You see, your friend never ate anything that was usr, and therefore Hashem protected him from being over the Isser of Macholos Asuras, even at the time of an Oynes. But you, since you once did it, not through an Oynes, you weren't worthy of a nace to end up in the house of a Jew in amongst many Goisha houses. Says Rabbi Yosef Chaim, this is what the hour Gemara means when it says, Boli Tamei Nefesh built the When somebody is Metame himself willingly, like this person Shimon who ate Gvina and drank wine of Nachrim. So when he comes to a Matzah of an Oynes, and because of a Kuch Nefesh he has to eat something, Poischenloi. Poischenloi means. They tell him here, now you can have the Machos Asuris Beheter because Bekoch Nefesh. Mashain can aboli tire somebody like Ruvain who was careful and never ate anything Asr Miyamov, then Poischenloi, they open for him the doors of being able to be Nizr continuously in not eating Machos Asuris. The Gemara says, Tanadvera Bishmoel, Avera Metamtemes Libo Shal Adam. And Avera closes up a person's heart. Rashi says, Metamtemes means oitemes, v'soysemes b'kol chachma. It makes sure that the heart is closed off to chachma. Shenemar v'leisitamu bohem v'nitmesem bohem. Al tikr v'nitmesem ele v'nitamtem. 
Now the question is, what exactly is metamtem liba shel adam? Is it the macholas asuris themselves that are metamtemes liba shel adam, or is it the fact that he's doing an avera? And the nafkamina is, if a person is a choyla, because nefesh, he's allowed to eat macholas asuris. Will that be metamtem es liboy? The lashon of the gemara is avera metamtemes. Sounds like it's the avera itself, not the fact that he's eating something like Nevelus or Trefas. It's the fact that he's doing an Aveira. You take a look at the Mesil Sisharim, Perak Yud Aleph, it's certainly Mashba that way. However, the Shach in Yeridea, Simon Pei Aleph, Sifkot and Chavhei, and the Taz over there in Sifkot and Yud Beis, they say, a woman that's a Choylo B'Pikoch Nefesh, Shezekuka Lechol Macholos Asuris, Loisanik Espinos, she should not nurse her son, because she ate Macholos Asuris, you see that the timtum alev comes not from the fact that you're transgressing an iser, it's the fact that you're eating this material. The chomer itself has a negative quality on the lave of a yid. The chsamsoifer and the chuvis are chayim simpe gimel, also seems to assume this way, and the meshachachma in dvarim, perek vav, posik yud aleph, also says it mefurish. If you take a look, though, in the Derech Sicha from Chaim Kenevsky, he has a Chakir about a person who ate Machos Asuras. Does it help at all for him to cause himself to regurgitate? Because then the Machos Asuras don't really become part of his system. He's getting rid of them. And he says it doesn't help. He's, why? Because the Timtum Alev is Nigram from the Aveira, from the Maisa Achila, not from the material that's inside him. Of course, from the story that we mentioned earlier from Yosef Chaim, it would sound like even in a Matzah Nefesh, where it's totally Mutter, it's still considered an Aveira, it's still Metamtem Esalev. Because otherwise, why was it so upsetting to Shimon that in a Matzah Nefesh, he ended up eating something that was not kosher? It must be that there's something wrong, it has a bad effect on the person. Of course, this may be dependent on the famous question as to whether the dinner pikuach nefesh is hutra or dechuya. V'chai bahem is a mitzvah that you have to save your life. V'chai bahem, you have to live by the mitzvah. So pikuach nefesh is doicha all the mitzvahs in the Torah. It could be that it's dechuya. Pikuach nefesh is doicha mitzvah, but it remains in Aveira. However, v'chai bahem, according to others, is a... Tonight in all mitzvahs, the mitzvahs were not given when they threaten a person's life. If they're not given when they threaten a person's life, then there's absolutely nothing wrong. So therefore, it's possible that even if you tell me that there's no timtum halev, that it happens when a person does an iser out of pikoch nefesh, nevertheless, it would have been much better for him not to have to do it if you understand that pikoch nefesh is the chuya. Because the thing that he's doing is inherently usr, it's just that he has a special din, machmiz pikoch nefesh, to do it. But if it's hutra, then he's not doing anything wrong whatsoever. Because it's programmed into the mitzvah itself that the Torah never answered it in such a case. You have been listening to the shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.